listening to the Salt and Light podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thank you for joining. Today, I want to share with you something that God's been placing on my heart for several months, and I just feel it's time. Somebody say with me, it's time. And there's things in our life that take seasons, and there's things in which God just accelerates things, and I feel we're going into this place of acceleration. God's calling things into season in your life that you think were lost, some things that were stolen, because there's nothing that the enemy can't do that God can restore. And there's nothing in our life that when we meet him, he doesn't turn into good. Scripture says in Revelation chapter 2, verse 17, I invite you to take notes. If you prefer to take, take screenshots of the, uh, of the scriptures, you can do so. But make sure you spend time studying during the week the word of God. Revelation chapter 2, verse 17 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the church says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone. And on that stone, a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. To him that overcomes, I'll give a new name that no one knows except him that receives it. Would you close your eyes with me? Let's pray. God, I thank you that your heart is that your children walk in the fullness of your purpose. And I thank you, Lord, that what you speak into our lives is greater than anything that anybody has ever said. And today, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you speak over us your truth and that our hearts will be aligned with your will. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. amen. I've been waiting hours to meet him, trying to get a selfie from where it's at. They keep taking pictures from afar, trying to see if they could get a glimpse of him. Some people get on top of trees to see just who he is. He doesn't score goals, yet everybody wants him in his team. <laughs> they don't call him Messi, but they do call him the Messiah. He has a great voice. People can hear him from far, and he's not Luis Miguel or Mariah Carey. But people want to be close to him. They can't wait to at least touch the garment of his clothing. Because they know that an encounter with him could change their life. Say with me, encounter. How many of you have ever had an encounter with Jesus? How many of you remember your first encounter with Jesus? I feel that many times in our lives... We forget that he wants us close. And that as you meet him, he walks with you. And he gives you a new name. I love that scripture we just read. It says he'll give you a new name and a stone that no one knows except the one that receives. Have you ever heard something you said, man, I knew that was for me 10 years ago. Have you ever just listened to something or read something in scripture you said, man, I receive that. There's things in our life today that I want to invite you to open your heart to an encounter with God because he wants to give you a new name. 
He wants to give you a new walk. He wants to give you a new heart. In Genesis chapter 17, we're going to read a story, verses 1 through 7, that says, when Abram was 99 years old, God is not limited by time or space. When he was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make a, my covenant between me and you. Now multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face. This happens when you meet God. And God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you. And you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. No longer would your name be called father. Now your name will be called father of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations of you. And kings shall come from you. And I'll establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Now, Abram is 99 years old. He has a promise of God. Come on, church. Those of you that grew up in church, what's the promise of God for Abram? That he's going to have Descendants, generations. And we know that song. Father Abraham had many sons. How many of you grew up in? Many sons had father. And I, I don't hear you. Come on. So, right. Okay, stop right there. It says, Father Abraham will have many sons. How many sons did he have? <laughs> He's 99 years old. Expecting a miracle. I need you to get this. Somebody say with me, encounter. Come on, I need a church that's awake with me today. Say encounter. And God calls him and says, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. I'm going to give you to give. I'm not just going to give you one son. I'm going to give you many sons. Nations. He's 99 years old. I don't know about you, but at 99 years old, I don't know if I'm ready to start over. <laughs> Several years ago, we were talking, and I was like, man, Bella's going to be going to college soon. Maybe we should, we should have considered having another one. And we spoke about it for like 30 seconds. And we're like, nah. <laughs> 99 years old. But he has a promise. And as he's walking, Abram is being faithful to what God has promised in his life. The Bible says that because he promised God, because he believed God, he, everything he did because he believed God was blessed by God but not only that God counted to him his faith as righteousness his faith as righteousness 99 years old and God says you're no longer father you're no longer Abram I'm going to show you the way I see you you are Abraham father of nations doesn't matter what people are saying around you it doesn't matter if you don't have children. It doesn't matter if you don't. I'm telling you what I see, not what you see, but I want you to see from this perspective, aerial view. I want you to see from heaven what you think is lack is what I'm going to use to bring promotion. What you think is a, a desert is what I'm going to use to bring streams of water flowing in the city. 
I need you to see that what I have for you is greater, but remember that I give you the name. Don't take the name people give you. Don't take what they deposit in your life. Let me give you a new name. When you have an encounter with God, he gives you a new name. I'm going to call you father of nations. Several years ago, one of our kids in, in, uh, in our orphanage came into our program without a name, without a birth certificate. We didn't know how old he was. We didn't know his name, his parents. Somebody found him in the streets. He had been living in the streets for months. And when we bring him in, we say, what's your name? Uh, I'm not going to say the name because those of you that know Juarez, you know the nicknames that we give. He gives us a nickname. And I said, no, no, what's your name? And he gives us a nickname. Come on. What's your name? And we speak a nickname. And I remember taking him in and talking to the staff. And we're like, okay, what are we going to do? We start, I think he was about, we, we, we gave him, we went to the doctor, did different things. We said, okay, he's about six, seven years old. Several months later, a family within the church in Juarez that, that we partner with, adopted Eric. And they said, your name is Eric. And gave him his last name. I just saw in social media this week, they were on a vacation. It's been a couple of years now. He walks differently. <laughs> What's your name? Eric. Somebody say with me, new name. How many of us forget what God says about us, and because we went through a divorce, we think we are, come on. How many of us forget what God says about us, and because there was a season in our life in which we saw failure, we think failure is final, and failure is not final. Uh, I'm going to repeat that. Failure is not final. And, and there's times in our life in which you're 99 years old, <laughs> and you say, I, I'm okay with being a father, and God says, I want you to be a father of nations, because I don't want you to just have enough for you. I want you to have enough so you can bless others, because I have good news for you. It's not about you. And if in our life, we don't understand that he's a God of covenant, and that his covenant never changes. I don't know how many times I've come short of what he's promised in my life, but he always remains faithful. So I've learned, and I want you to take this with you, that I no longer speak of the place where I'm at. I no longer call the place. I no longer call myself according to what my standards are, according to what my skill set is. I start speaking according to what he says. Somebody say with me, new name. When you have an encounter with God, he gives you a new name. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Hey, el cholo ahí viene. Hey, the drunk. Hey, everything has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Look at the person next to you and tell them, you have a new name. Come on. You have a new name. You have a new name. Some of us, we've taken out to that identity for so long. Uh, I grew up without a father, so I'm fatherless. I grew up, you know, uh, in lack, so therefore I'm poor. 
And because we never understand that his perspective is always greater. And I want you to get this. His new name is not so that you can put your name on a plate and put it in front of your office. It's so that you can bring glory to him. And as we walk in this, then we understand that my encounter with God, I, I'm, not just, I'm not just waiting for a moment so I can encounter him. I'm pursuing <laughs> in every step I take what he promised. It's not a feeling. It's a lifestyle. In Genesis chapter 32, there's another example. The grandson of Abraham, his name was Jacob. And it says, then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. <laughs> and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Can I take a moment there, please? When you have an encounter, somebody said with me, encounter. We have an encounter with God. He'll change your name. He'll show you what he has for you. He has a better marriage. He has, he has better things in store for you in every area of your life. He's like, I want you to see it's more that I have for you. But I want you to also get this in your heart. When you have an encounter with God, you will not walk the same. <laughs> when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And... Because he wrestled with him. Come on, where are my real people that wrestle with God? That he tells you, I have a name for you, I have something more, I have a calling for you, I have something greater for you, but we wrestle with God. I, I don't think you guys are awake today. That wrestle with what he's telling you to do. When he tells you to forgive, when he tells you to let go, when he tells you to have something new, when he tells you, I, I want you to push yourself tomorrow, I want you to get out of bed when you don't want to get out of bed. Where are my people that wrestle with God and say, no, God, don't do it that way. Let me show you how to do it. Many of us that wrestle with God end up <laughs> with a hip out of joint. I, I'm trying to, to help you today. You don't have to walk. Listen to what he's telling you to do. But when you wrestled with God in an encounter with God, it says, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name should no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. I will no longer call you Jacob, which is deceiver. I know... They named you this, so you're living up to your name. But now I'm going to give you a new name, Israel, Prince of God, him that fought with God and prevailed. <laughs> I'm going to give you a new name. Then Jacob asked him, tell me your name, I pray. Please stay with me on this. Tell me your name, I pray. What's your name? My name is Jacob. You no longer be called Jacob. You had an encounter with me. I'm going to give you a new name. I'm going to give you a new purpose. I need you to walk differently. But as you walk in this way, he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed them there. And he blessed them. Why is it that you ask if that situation comes from me? And he blessed them at that situation. Why is it that you ask and try to understand me and put me in a box? If God can fit in your mind, your God is too small. If it's you, God, show me. What's your name? What are you doing this for? Have you ever asked that to the Lord? 
I, I, I think it's God, but God shouldn't, this shouldn't hurt. But when you have an encounter with God, the walk will look different. And he'll bless you in the places that you have pain. And there are places in our life that we don't understand. We say, God, how can this be turned into good? And he said, listen, if you will listen to what I'm calling you. So he blessed them there. So he called, Jacob called the name of the place Peniel for he, I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. For I was about to die, but God still rescued me. Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him and he limped on his hip. There's been places in my life where an encounter with God left me walking different, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> I wouldn't trade because it's gotten me closer to him. And many of us, when we get to this place and we say, God, uh, uh, don't do it, God, because it's going to hurt. But there's some of us, and I want to challenge you today, that are willing to say, I will not leave until you bless me. Somebody say with me, encounter. I don't want to just come to church. I want to encounter God. I want to be the church and everything that I do. And as I walk in, the, in, in this truth, I know I have a new name. I'm adopted by him. His plans are better. Let me share it to you this way. A couple of weeks, I had a testimony from a, a, a member of the church and told me, listen, Pastor, several months ago, we, uh, we had, my, my wife and I had been separated. Uh, we, we just had gone through a lot. And I don't really go to church that much, but my wife does. So I'm calling you because you're my pastor, even though I only go on Christmas. Come on. And I said, I'm so glad you called me. I said, Pastor, listen, my wife says she's done. That it's over. We're getting ready to sign the papers. And I'll tell you the truth. I don't know if I want to go through the pain of getting back together. I don't know if, I, I don't know if it's worth it. And I told them, have you prayed about it? Um, I don't know if I want to pray because God might tell me to do something different. Then. Have you prayed about the situation? Uh, I don't know because I said, I want you to pray. And not only pray, I want you to fast. Because fasting is about you killing yourself, your self-desires, so that his desires come in you. And not only fasting food, but sometimes you got to fast social media. Hmm, that got quiet. Sometimes you got to fast relationships. Every toxic thing that comes into your life, sometimes you got to fast certain things so you can hear him clearly. So we start going through a process. We're praying. We're, we're talking. We're going through counseling, different things. He says, okay, Pastor, I know what God wants me to do. God wants me to fight for my marriage. Uh, it's, it's not something that I, I might not get what I want, but I'm willing to obey even if the result looks different. Hmm. I'm willing to get hurt even if, if it's not what I want, but that's what he wants. I want you to get this in your spirit. I'm, I'm not telling you that every time, because scripture says it's very clear. They come to Jesus. Jesus, when can we get divorced? And Jesus says, here's the reason you can get divorced. Did you know that? Okay, got quiet again too. What I'm telling you is that as you see God's perspective, you got to be willing to go through the process and change your walk, even if it hurts. Because when you have an encounter with God, He changes your name. But not only does He change your name, He starts changing your walk. And this is where many of us quit. Ah, oh, God, I don't know if I want to keep walking with you 
Because as I walk with you, there's things that you're making me let go of, and this is painful. Come on, where are my real people in the house? You're making me carry my cross. Jesus, come on. I, I don't know if I can carry. It's heavy. But he's molding something. He's making something inside of you that's going to give fruit to the next generation. Nations, I'm promising you nations. And he's coming into our hearts and saying, I want to change this in your life. But we struggle. A couple of weeks ago, he came in. Pastor, guess what happened? After months of going through therapy and a process, God told me, go say sorry to everyone in her family. Andale, la sangre de Cristo. <laughs> and not only that, Pastor, I'm here to apologize to you. I'm going to go to church every Sunday because I cannot have authority unless I am under authority. <laughs> when you seek God, he'll tell you what you need to. <laughs> They're back together. Their family is reunited. God's doing amazing things in them. God has healed. She didn't get, they didn't get amnesia and, they don't, and, they, and forgot everything that happened. No, no, no. They got strength to overcome what happened. <laughs> Come on, we, God deserves something, God deserves our praise. Somebody say with me, encounter, but I got to be willing to go through that process. In Acts chapter 9, as, as, I'm, as I'm closing, Acts chapter 9, there's a story about this man that was so in love with religion that he forgot to have a relationship with God and with people. And he will persecute the church to a point in which he will kill them because he was right instead of showing mercy and love. Oh, this is for some of us that, that grew up in the church. And we will kill people because of our religion. And he's pursuing Christians. His name was Saul. He says, still breathing and uh, threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. I love this scripture right here. Many times when I tell you, what religion do you have or what do you follow? I love to say, I'm of the way. You know, some of you have seen enough Mandalorian to understand this is the way. Before they called us Christians, they called us of the way. And asked letters from them to go and bring them. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground. When you have an encounter with God, fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You're not doing this against them. You're doing this against me. And he said, who are you, Lord? Again, I want to know who you are. And the Lord said, I am Jesus. And we are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goat. It is hard for you. Why are you fighting me? It is hard for you to be kicking against. So he trembled. Him, he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. And Jesus loved God. It says, as you walk, I'll, I'll show you. As you walk. 
No, here's a 10-step plan. Here's your name. This is what I've called you to do, Father of Nations. And as you walk and you let me change the things, as, as you stay in conviction, Saul was killing Christians. He becomes Paul, the writer of two-thirds of the New Testament. Saul meant anointed one, prayed for. Listen, Paul means humbled by God. I want to be the anointed one, but I don't want to be humbled. You can't have an encounter with God until you fall. Oh, I know I don't. I, I know I don't like this preaching either. I'm just being obedient. He wants to change your name. He wants to change your walk. He wants to change your heart. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Several years ago, when I got to college, this was my prayer with God. Let me open my heart with you for a moment. I said, God, I believe in you, but I don't believe in the church. God, I believe in you, but I don't believe in the Bible. God, I believe in you, but I don't believe in people. I want to leave El Paso, and I want to start new. Me and you, I'll serve you wherever I go, but I'm not going to go into that box of religion. I get to school, went over the financial aid and everything that they have, and the counselor says, Mr. Olivares, there were some issues here with the uh, scholarships that we have. The only one I can offer you is if you study religion as a minor. I was running from my calling. My parents were starting a church. I didn't want to be here. I'm opening my heart to you. So what I said is, okay, I'll do it and I'll prove that the Bible is just written by man. I'll prove that everything in the church is just a scam, that it's not real. So people can know what a bunch of liars those people in the church are. I had been hurt by a person and I was blaming the church. Blame, I was hurt by a person and I said the church hurt me. It was a person that hurt me. I dig deep into the Greek the translation I dig deep into the history I dig deeper into the over over 1500 denominations of Christianity <laughs> I think I'm gaining knowledge but I'm really losing my soul and I'm going and I'm searching and I'm proving that I'm right Looking at the translations of everything that's happening. Man, how do people manipulate this? And the further I go in this for you, my heart gets hardened and hardened and hardened. I experience loneliness I could never experience in my life. 
I didn't understand that the Holy Spirit was living in me and he cannot be in a place that he's not wanted. I experienced depression to a level that I cannot explain to you. And I had the job, I had the car, I had everything except him. I was trying, I was, pers I was persecuting my king. I was crucifying him again. One night, I found my niece. I don't want to live without you. Please come back. The Bible says the letter kills, but the spirit is what brings truth. I was trying to find his name <laughs> instead of letting him give me his name over me. I was trying to walk in ways that I thought were right instead of walking in obedience. I was trying to live with my head knowledge instead of letting him change my heart. Man, that night was so beautiful. I go back to it several times a year. I go back to encounters as a kid, as I go back to encounters as a you, you need to go back. I go back to encounters as a boy. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me this week, it's time for a new encounter. stand with me today people from all over the world lined up got their selfie sticks got on top of trees this is one at a touch of his garment desperate for an encounter with the one that changes all that transforms all and the greatest thing that when I turn to see him, he's been pursuing me all the time, pursuing you, even when you walk away. So I want to invite you to close your eyes for a minute. Fresh encounter, new encounter today. Thank you for listening. Stay connected through our social media and remember, we are family.